Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, everybody, welcome in here to a Tuesday. I know it's not a happy Tuesday for a lot of Chiefs fans, but we're going to get you through it anyway. Chiefs fall to the Eagles in the Super Bowl rematch. And boy, that was a frustrating one, uh, folks. We're we're not uh, oh, we're not naive to that. We're gonna get into it all today with the Chiefs, Eagles. What are we looking at from that game? How much big picture stuff do we need to take away from this? Uh, we'll dig into it all. Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, will join us at the top of the next hour to help us do it. Uh, we also have KU. Hey, take care of Shamanad. Maybe not by as much as you thought. But the tournament really starts for them now. It's up. Marquette is next. That's the big college basketball game we're looking at today, uh, as well as some other news and notes from around the sports world. Uh, Big day. We're excited about it. Paul Savage with me. I'm Jacob Albrock. Jad Chambers producing. Tommy will be back next week. You have us today and tomorrow, and then we'll take a small break for the holiday. Hope everybody is uh, getting ready to or already enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, the IHOP hotline is going to be open this first hour for you. 869-1240 IHOP, where through November 26th, kids eat free every day from 4 to 10 with a purchase of an adult entree. Paul, it is, uh, look, y- you could tell the the there was a tense feeling last night after that game. Chiefs fans are hot today, and a lot of Chiefs fans are really worried about this team. Well, they rightfully should be a little worried. I mean, uh I think I'm predicting you and I won't be near as worried as many people are uh, because we see certain things and we understand certain things with regards to what it takes to win football games. This this team has a lot of ingredients for those kind of things. Um, And, of course, we're going to hit the cliches. you got to catch passes, right? I I mean, I know we're going to have that brought up several times. And But this is a team that could have, would have, should have won that football game last night. I mean, Jacob. There's, there's no question in my For mind sure. that, that, that this is a team that outgained uh, uh, the Eagles by what 125 yards. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it's, it was a bunch. I mean, this was, this was really a fairly decent football game played by a pretty good football team. 
holding a Super Bowl contender, in fact, a Super Bowl participant in just the very last Super Bowl, to uh, to 21 points. That's not a bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. As a defensive coach, I say, you know, we'll take that. You know, you hold somebody to three TDs, I'll take that. This is professional football. You know, the Eagles pay their players as well as the Chiefs. You know that. Uh, they're not playing some college team. So there was a lot in this. I, I've got a feeling I'm not as upset about it as a lot of people, but I'm still disappointed. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I'm yeah, still disappointed. And, you know, I didn't intend because I thought I'd be on that island here. I'm not either. And I, th- you know, because most of what you see is very chaotic. And I, I didn't want to talk to you about that because I wanted us to both come to it. So that's interesting. I'm surprised to hear you say that because I certainly feel that way. I, I, I look at that game and I look, I thought the Eagles were going to win it anyway, and they shouldn't have. The Chiefs should have won that game. The defense played great. Paul, the Chiefs ran the ball really well. And teams don't really do that against the Eagles. Like that was effective. Now it slowed down in the second half, certainly in Philadelphia, you know, sort of latch things down a little bit after halftime, but it's still a running attack that you'll take in a game against the Eagles. And it's the most they've run the ball since the Jets game. So, look, I get it. The receivers aren't any good. They're not. If you're targeting Justin Watson in the game 11 times, that tells you everything you need to know about the wide receiver room. That shouldn't be happening. And and clearly it shouldn't be happening because he can't catch the ball. Scantling, Valdez Scantling can't catch the ball. Sky Moore, for whatever reason, never is thrown the ball. Kadarius Toney was more dynamic than he's been in a long time, but more in special teams than in anything else. And I thought Rashi Rice was really good. You'd like to see him get more targets, uh, just five in the game. Kelsey had the big fumble. Kelsey had a drop that's uncharacteristic. Mahomes was not immune to this either. He had the turnover in the end zone, and he overthrew Kelsey on that ball, uh, which would have been a miraculous play, but it's a play Mahomes typically makes. They all made mistakes on offense, and considering all those mistakes and all of those drops and everything else, the way that game was playing out, the Chiefs should have been up double digits in the second half. Now, you can't make the mistakes. They had penalties, too. But I watched that game, and I watched what's gone on around the NFL, and most importantly, I watched that defense, and my opinion has not changed. With that defense and with Mahomes and Kelsey when it counts, I'm not picking any team over the Chiefs. That was the best the NFC has, perhaps, and the Chiefs should have won that game, Paul. Right. So, yeah, it is concerning that the offense hasn't scored in the second half a touchdown in, what, three games now, I think it is. It is concerning that the receivers continue to drop the ball. Guess what? That's on the front office. You you got, like, look, they do so many things well. They misplayed their hand on wide receiver. Maybe almost got a little arrogant, Paul, because of what we saw last year after Tyreek Hill left, and they went and won a Super Bowl anyway. But when you're having to target Justin Watson 11 times, there's some mistakes happening. They spent second-round picks on Sky Moore, on Rashi Rice. They traded a third for Kadarius Toney, and they paid Marquez Valdez-Scantling too much money. Are any of those moves the correct move? I'd say maybe Rashi Rice. I still think he looks pretty good. Other than that, though, no. I mean, you can't be targeting Justin Watson 11 times in a game. Do something else. That's not going to be the formula for the Chiefs, and they won't do that again. Right. They, they, that's not it. You know, credit to Malcolm yesterday who joined us and, and, you know, was pushing the Watson 
over on his yards. Imagine if he would have caught just some more of those passes. But Mahomes made a lot of really good plays that were not converted because guys made mistakes and dropped. But I look at all of that, Paul, and it was a four-point loss. Like the Chiefs, the way that they played the game, and, and you can't not count the mistakes, but there is not a better team in the AFC than the Chiefs right now. There's just not, especially with Burrow out. When Burrow got hurt and is out for the year now, that was it. Like, there's not a better team. You, you, I, I brought that up to – there were I, probably three different text threads with, with freaking out Chiefs fans last night. Everyone said Baltimore. I'm like, guys, I know everybody likes Baltimore. Just go look. What, what do you think Vegas says about that? The Chiefs are almost two times more likely to win the AFC right now than the Ravens are, according to the odds. Right. Almost two times. The Chiefs are way better than their peers in the AFC, in my opinion. Now, if they continue to shoot themselves in the foot with, you know, drop touchdowns, which is not something that's going to just magically get better, I get that. But an interception in the end zone, a Kelsey fumble, like there were things last night that don't normally happen either. There were things that have been normally happening, and that's the concern. But there's nobody better in the AFC this year than the Chiefs, and they got a lot of time to figure it out. They'll probably win at least six of their next seven games because their schedule gets soft now. If not all seven, they'll be fine. They'll be right in the mix for home field, and they'll be right where they want to be as as long as 15 and 87 are healthy when the postseason starts. That is correct. Whatever Everything you just said was absolutely correct. But in the world of... National Football League in the world of that, that these guys operate in, you can't drop five passes because at least three of them, if m- memory serves, would have been first down. One would have been a winning touchdown. And it's not right. just the fact that you drop five passes. It's the fact that a bunch of those five, and not all of them, but, but almost all of them meant something, meant something in the course of the game to extend a drive, to win a game, to, to, to score a touchdown. The, 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 those were all – problematic uh, with regards to, you know, how important were those five drops. And in the world of the NFL, you don't drop passes. Man, they're paying you a bunch of money. They're paying you, if you're a receiver, a bunch of money, and your job is to get open, make good routes, and catch the football, and then get yards after the catch. That's your job. That's all you do. That's all all they expect of you. You know, everybody talks, well, they got to be a good stock blocker. I know. But you know, some of the greatest receivers in the history of the NFL, you know, couldn't stock block worth a hoot. That didn't matter, did it? You got to catch the ball. You got to get yards after the catch, and and but mainly catch the ball. And it was frustrating. It was very stress, frustrating because you know, as the game went on, you know, then you'd see the replays again of drop passes, and it was, you know, they didn't make it any better for us watching that game. If you know what I mean, it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like they were trying to sue this. They were. You know, they were sprinkling a little salt in, in the wound there with all the drop passes. But, you know, you just got to gotta do those kind of things, obviously, in the NFL. Boy, that I should get some prize for being so obvious about, about that comment. But it's, it's got to be addressed because everybody's talking about it, and it is a problem. And, you know, let me let – me, and, Jacob, do you know how you coach – do you know how you coached drop passes? I mean, I know people talk about look the ball in the hands. or There's a lot of things of it. But you know how most coaches coach drop passes? They yell at the top of their lungs, catch the ball. That's how they – I know. That's, I, that, I know. That's how – yes, you go, go to KU, K-State, go to do the you Chiefs think, practice. though, Paul, do you think this is a, like a dropsies issue or do you think these guys just aren't good enough? Well, I, I think that 
I think that most NFL teams do a lot of due diligence when they look at drafting players or trading for players, for that matter of fact. Right. They, they really know their stuff. They know the ins and outs. They know more about this these guys than their girlfriends or wives know about them, if you really want to get right down to it. I think it's a matter of something within that individual who maybe has a doubt about what they're doing, and that stuff creeps into your head, man. You know, it gets tough. You know, and I, get, and I wondered that tough. because that 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 may be the case with the younger guys, but Marquez Valdez Scantling has been dropping bombs for a long time. Now right. he gets open on them, but I believe, and I think they pointed this out last night, or I saw it somewhere, and it doesn't surprise me at all because I've always thought this. Like he has more dropped thirty yard passes than any player in football. No, I didn't know like that. That's just sort of what he does. So. They knew that doing due diligence tells you that because he did it forever in Green Bay. Right. Right. He was always doing that. So there's a part of it of being able to get open in those spots. And there's another part of it to be able to complete those plays. And, you know, Tyreek Hill outside of a Super Bowl loss just never missed on those plays. That's what made him so great. And they don't have that. And that's just a small part of it. But that is one part of it. And I think a lot of this is. All right, front office, like, I get it. And and we said this all offseason, and they did they did draft Rashi Rice. But it's like you guys can't be satisfied with these receivers. And, and I'm not even sure how much better or worse this group is than last year. The only real difference is Juju Smith-Schuster, who in clutch moments did make plays. I, I just, like, you got at some point, you can't just keep running out a, a, a same group of people. You know, fool me once. Justin Watson had 11 targets in that game, Paul. Justin Watson. Yeah. Justin Watson does not need 11 targets in a game. No. Somebody else has to step up. Well, they have to. That, that, You're not, that, that's the thing that just is, like, blowing me away. Like, you, I get winning with Mahomes and just putting whoever around him. They won a Super Bowl that way last year. At some point. Mm-hmm. You got to address the position. Well, now they won't be able to do that this year. And again, look, big picture. There's no hyperbole with what happened yesterday for me. The Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs and the Eagles played again tomorrow, I, I think that the Chiefs are better. They, I think, for a lot of in a lot of ways, they played better last night. Paul, you love the big men. The Chiefs dominated on the line last night on both sides. Both on sides both of sides. the ball. Yes. You can't turn the ball over like that. Right. You can't have those penalties. You can't have those drops, obviously. But in most other terms, the Chiefs were the better team last night. Right, right. Right? Like, they they were much better on the lines. The d- defensive line for the Chiefs, you asked us yesterday who had the better defensive line. We both said Philadelphia. Boy, the Chiefs had what, something to say about that. That defensive line was outstanding last night. Yeah. And the uh, offensive line, penalties aside, was really good, too. Yeah. Five sacks by the Chiefs. I mean, five sacks. Man, that's not bad, particularly on a guy like Jalen Hurts. You know, he's not the easiest guy to sack. Jalen Hurts moves around the pocket real well, moves around outside the pocket real well. He is not that kind of quarterback. He he is not a Tom Brady type that stands in the in the pocket and moves up when he has to. You know, Jalen Hurts can move a little. He can he can do whatever he needs to do to avoid sacks. But five sacks. I mean, think about that and all the push. Now. I, let's give credit to the to the to the Eagles front as well, the defensive front, because they got some push and they got you know they they made Mahomes move a little and and they got some push and they made him step up into the pocket and do some odds and ends to avoid 
uh, a problem with a sack. Uh, give them some credit, but they weren't as good as the Chiefs, were they? They, I, I, they weren't. They were not as good as the Chiefs. Jalen Hurt was forced numerous times to, you know, to ch- to, to change whatever he wanted to do. Stop looking downfield and look at the rush to avoid it, and that's what what you always love to do. So you're right. Uh, and other than the fact, it was very interesting how, uh, you know, Jay, uh, Kelsey's little brother, who was on the offensive line, played center. He was singled out. And by the way, that was really cool. You know, he's good. Kelsey's big brother. Yeah, Kelsey's, Kelsey's big, big brother. brother. He's good. You know, I enjoyed them singling. You know, he pull, You know, Philadelphia pulls their center a lot. You know, not many teams do that, if you've ever noticed, Jacob. Not The, the center, in a lot of schemes, does not pull very much. But they pull, they pull, they pull him, and 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 he is really good. And it's hard to pull a center because the center is the tip of the spear. He's always a little bit farther uh, uh, forward than most other people because they got to be behind the ball, obviously. And the center can be over the ball, snapping the ball. And you know he is really technique wise. If you watched some of the slow motion things they did with him. You know, he's got such great technique about his, his first step to clear his teammates so that he can pull. And he kicks out and he raps and he does. He, he was, it was really fun to watch uh, this man in action because of the set of skills that he have that we don't really ever get to talk about. The only reason he's getting talked about is because he's, 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 he's a Kelsey. That's, we both understand it. That's why they're talking about him. And uh, by the way, disappointed Taylor Swift wasn't there. I mean, you know, I was wanting to out. I was hopeful for the normal thirty to forty cuts. I, to I the, think to the look. I think there's a lot of people upset with Kelsey as he fumbles and has a big drop. That you know, maybe that's interfering. <gasps> by the way, that's oh wait that's a second. Crazy. Did she wasn't there, or you're saying because no, just that he's distracted. He's distracted. Oh well, right. <laughs> well, like, I, like guys can't have girlfriends. Like yeah, uh, and I get it. It's a, it's an extenuating yeah, circumstance. Yeah, that's right. Kel- we, Kel- Kel- Kelsey's not doing that again. Again, no, l- no. let's take a quick break. <laughs> okay, Chiefs fans. Yeah, take your moment. We'll have Dan Israel coming up in the at the top of the second hour to talk more about this. And we're here for 869-1240. We're here for you. I think there's a lot of places today that you're gonna see panic, the sky is falling, the Chiefs are du- like all of that stuff. It probably isn't here, but if you feel I, that I way, I don't know. Vent it to us. 869-1240. I'll give you more about like why I think this is all fine. Big picture. Don't worry too much about this, Chiefs fans. Not not too much. Worry. But, you know, don't ruin Thanksgiving with this. 869-1240, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here with you. Jake Balbrock, Paul Savage. Tuesday, trying to uh, talk some Chiefs fans off the ledge a little bit here. If you'd like to call into the show, you can do that at 869-1240. Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, that's the IHOP hotline. You can hear the Thanksgiving games from Westwood One on KFH. It's a full day of football. Tune in for Green Bay, Detroit, Dallas hosting Washington. And finally, a big NFC matchup, San Francisco at Seattle. You can catch it all on the free Odyssey app. Just download the Odyssey app and search for KFH. Uh, We'll have a lot to get into with those games tomorrow, which is our final show of the week. Right now, though, it's going to take some time to get through this Chiefs dissection, Paul, because I think 
the general public is more concerned than you or I. Now, I did not know you weren't concerned. I assumed you would be, but I'm not and haven't been. I didn't like the things that happened last night. When we talk about concern, though, like for me and when we talk about the Chiefs, the concern is always can you win the Super Bowl, right? And to me, this team absolutely can win the Super Bowl. I I look back at their other Super Bowl years, and they've had about the same amount of losses in 19 and 22, 22, right? Like It's okay when you look at the landscape of the NFL right now. Look at what the 49ers did over a bad stretch there. That was, you know, concerning at the time, but lo and behold, they're fine. The Eagles look good. Uh, Just about every good team has had rough stretches, except maybe the Eagles. But, you know, Buffalo doesn't look good. They bounce back against the Jets, whoop-de-doo, right? Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow for the year. The Chiefs, the, the real adversity for the Chiefs isn't there. Like, to me, Paul, this is still the best team in the AFC. You know, I think it was always going to be a different conversation to, you know, to stack them up against Philadelphia, San Francisco. But in the AFC this year, I'm, I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs over everybody. Even after what we saw last night, it's because of that defense. And we're just so not used to seeing a defense like that in Kansas City. We're used to focusing in and locking in on the offense and saying, well, they're going to outscore everybody, and they're so explosive, and they're all of these things. But the reality is they still have the best quarterback in football. They still have Travis Kelsey, and they have a defense that's as good. I mean, it's getting to the point now, Paul. I'm not sure there is a better defense in football. Maybe Cleveland? Like, this defense is for real. They make big play after big play, and that's good enough for any other team, right, to lead them to a Super Bowl. So why isn't it good enough for Kansas City? I think the panic meter needs to go down because of the play of the defense, regardless of what the offense does. The defense is going to keep them in every game that they play. So then it's like, okay, well, we know we have a chance in every game, and then we got Mahomes and Kelsey. Well, before you turn your panic meter off, how about we talk about drop passes? Because you're not going to win certain games, close games, dropping five passes. So before you before you shut that off, they've and been pull dropping. The plug, they've been dropping passes all year. They have all year, but more you, than any team in football. But there were there were three. at least three passes that would have been first downs, extended drives, I know. and a, and a winning touchdown. So before you unplug your panic meter, I suggest that we tune it up a little bit, that we take a look at it, and we say, wait a what, second, what, what are we one going? to ten, one to ten, one how, to ten. Re- how, how panic are you really? Well, Not just in reaction to last night. Two, two maybe, but it's it's basically yeah. all. But basically, it all has to do with receivers, and we know that you know you've got to be able to throw the fades, you got to be able to throw crossers, you got to be able to, to you know to hit posts. Uh, the the post last night that the winning touchdown was dropped uh, was like a slap in the face to me. Not personally, and I don't mean it. In, in any derogatory kind of, way, felt a little personal. It, it felt it felt like my gosh, you got a full roster of men out there battling their brains out, and you drop a, a pass, and then you you kind of hit the ground in disgust of yourself. I get it, I understand it, but man, oh man, it, you know, this, you want to be a great team, you want to be an invincible team, you've got to you got to make some changes because 
you know, there's the, nothing they can change though to not drop well, passes other than not no, drop passes. I, I, I know, right? like there's not a scheme. They can't scheme it, it any better. They can't, no. you know, they can't get new players. They can't. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, basically, outside of just like making the the players they've got to have had to make plays. Look, is there's nothing they can do to make Marquez Valdez Scantling not drop passes like that. He's done it his whole career. Now he'll make some plays too. There's nothing they can do to make Justin Watson, a, you know, better than he is. What what was the outlier stuff last night, though, and what we won't happen is Kelsey's not going to fumble the ball inside the tent. Kelsey's not going to drop a pass. Mahomes right. isn't going to miss Kelsey, even as outrageous as it would have been with a defender on his leg. And Mahomes isn't going to throw an interception in the end zone. Right. So, yes, there were things that happened last night that are like bigger issues because they keep happening. There were also things that happened last night that don't normally happen and would not happen in other circumstances. They just happened last night. Right. Right? And, right. It, and it mostly has to do with Mahomes and Kelsey. Right. Because so, what this is also forcing the Chiefs to do is rely on the run a little bit. Listen, that was a thing which of beauty. Which is a good thing. That, that, was, that, was a, that was a beautiful game when it came to running the football. They ran counter. They ran zone. They ran outside zone. Basically, what they did, they 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 did a great job on 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 scheming for particularly zone. They they did a great. I mean, they were climbing to upper levels. Everything that you want out of a zone play, they were getting, and it was really fun to watch. This team has matured, and maybe because you know they they don't they don't depend as much, or they feel they can't depend upon on the passing game and receiving. Then, then, then maybe you get better with the run. Well, this team is not a bad running team. They looked pretty darn good last night. They got movement up front on on most power type plays. Uh, I thought I thought they they pulled well. They countered well. They did a lot of things. I thought very well. 168 yards rushing. For goodness sakes, I mean, I think you'll take that. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes had 177 yards uh, passing uh, last night. It would have been 250, I think, because what was the drop pass? Yeah, sure. If that was probably, well, just what, that 40, one alone. Yeah, right? 40 or 50 yards. You think about that one and yeah. the one where he overthrew Kelsey on the on the play where he had the right. defender on his leg. Those two passes. And by the way, I saw a bunch of Chiefs fans getting on Aikman for saying he, he should make that throw. Patrick Mahomes literally sat on the bench and said, I got to make that throw. Mm -hmm. Sometimes <laughs> when it's Mahomes, you have to, like, you have to only compare him to himself. Yeah, that's that, a throw Mahomes normally makes. Right? Was, I know that it's not one that anybody else makes, but it's one that he normally makes. Yeah, and that and that was entertaining because just when he said it, you heard it. I mean, that was almost that was almost like it was scripted. I, I got people. I saw people jumping on Aikman on social. That's why I, I kind of stopped yeah. trying to like tune into a game while going, you know, in there. But I, I'm just looking. Ty Tyree Kill, by the way. Uh, defending Marquez Valdez Scantling a little bit, saying that not as easy a catch as people think because of the lights. But the reality is that's that's why Valdez hey, Scantling is there. Hold on, that's just the a reason he's on the roster. Three, listen, listen. You're pros. You're paid huge sums well, of money to do that. That's what you do. I mean, come and, on. And I'm that not, particular I'm not that, that particular player. That is his job. Like that's why that's he's there. His job is to make. That play, yeah. particularly. I don't know. Look, it is such a strange. I, I, I still like Rice is the guy. 
but only had five targets last night. Sky Moore had two targets. Justin Watson had 11. Like, what are we doing to, to throw that much to Justin Watson? And, and I don't, I, that's the part that you wish you could get an honest take on, and we never will. But, like, is it, this, is it because Mahomes doesn't trust the younger guys and he has more familiarity with Watson? Is it schematic? I mean, here, let's, let's talk about the other elephant in the room that doesn't get talked about a ton. Is Matt Nagy very good? Right? The enemy's gone. You know, they didn't have good receivers last year. I, I know that offensive coordinators in the NFL, Paul, aren't coaching guys how to catch the ball. You, you just kind of are expected to do that at, at the NFL level. But, like, I look at a game plan and, like, why is Justin Watson getting 11 targets? When you've got the other three there who I, I, I just like it'd be one thing if Watson was making all the plays, but he's not and not even close. Why is he getting 11 targets? How is that even happening? Because he's not he's not any more or less prone to drop a ball than anybody else on the team. Right. And and of course, Travis Kelsey's getting nine targets. So, I mean, and that's, that's normal. Expected. I mean, that's, that's what he's nor- going to get. And, and yeah. most of the time he will probably lead this this team in, in targets. And, and rightfully so, because they've gotten so creative, and he does such a good job. He's so difficult to cover. But he's difficult to cover because where he is on the field, where he lines up, the multiple places that he lines up on a field makes it extremely difficult to defend uh, Travis Kelsey. But with that being said, you're right. 11 targets is a lot next after Kelsey, after Kelsey was uh, Rasheed Rice with five targets. And, then and I'd like there, to see him with 11. Well, because he's the playmaker. Yes. Like he's the best. He's the best receiver in the room. I, I don't think there's much question anymore. Right. And and even with that, there's not a lot of other than the drop pass, the one drop pass. You know, there was some stretching the field, but there wasn't a ton of stretching the field, was there? I mean, I and I don't know why that is. Maybe maybe I when you can't see the entire screen uh, from beginning to end and how guys are lined up, and sometimes you can't see everything. Uh, on the defense, maybe, 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 maybe the deep stuff was being taken away, probably by the Eagles. Not sure, couldn't see it, couldn't tell sometimes. But anyway, uh, I would like to see the field stretched a little bit. You know, old football coaches often say, you know, you throw a fade, three things are going to happen: one, you catch the ball; two, there's a penalty; or three, it's an incomplete pass. So you know that that's, you know, I liked seeing you know teams that stretch the field. There wasn't as much stretching of the field. But that might have to do with confidence in the receiver. It probably doesn't. I'm, I'm not going to say that. It probably doesn't mean that. Uh, confidence. Yeah, I mean, they've got to get open, too. There's a lot of that's things right. that obviously happen a lot, before yeah. they're throwing the ball. Right. And I think that's probably been Sky Moore's issue, for instance. But it's just like maybe Jarek McKinnon can get a little more involved. I, I think the ticket for the Chiefs, Paul, and what we'll see over time is a renewed commitment. And I, and I know, look, I get it. It's Andy Reid. And we'll, we'll ask Dan Israel this. I'm curious if he sees the same thing. But I think what we're going to see is a renewed commitment to run the ball. I think it's late enough in the season now where you can start to lean into Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more. And I know you've been trying to... I, I know that you're you're trying to preserve him to some degree. And I actually agree with that philosophy. But... The reality is they they can run the ball. And with that defense, that might be the ticket for a little while. But nothing they're doing 
is going to prevent players from like there, there's nothing Mahomes can do or the coaches can scheme up that's going to make players catch the ball better. It just that's and that's the frustrating part because you're kind of stuck with who you've got here. Right. That's where the front office should have done a better job. I mean, quite frankly, of getting, I guess, better receivers in there. Uh, Brandon points out on Watson. He gets the targets because he's open. Mahomes said post game he throws to who's open. I get that, and Mahomes has always been that way. But let's let's draw the plays with somebody else running those routes, right? You know what I mean? Like, Paul, if you're if you're in the room and that position is continually getting open, let's make sure that if if possible, somebody else is is becoming the first option or the first read on a play, right, or the second oh, read sure. on a play. Oh, sure. So that. So that you're not forced to throw it to Watson 11 times. That's where you can scheme it up a little bit different. Like you can watch that tape now and be like, okay, let's uh, let's try something else here. Maybe with some, like, let's not make it Watson that's getting open and being thrown to 11 times because Mahomes is going to throw to the open player. Period. Full stop. And I like that about a quarterback too. You know, it, it's just like the expectation of Mahomes for these guys to make the plays they're supposed to make isn't going to change. And I, and I do like that. So for the coaches, let's get in there and make sure the guy that is there is your more dynamic player. Mm-hmm. You know, Watson's Watson has been a nice crutch at times, but eleven targets I, that that's too rich. That's too rich for him. So put somebody else in that spot if you can, right? And and help them be that play. Like, and I, and I get it. X receiver, Y receiver, Z receiver. I understand all that. If Rice can be the guy in the progression that gets targeted more than any other receiver, I think it will be a good thing for the offense. Kelsey's going to be the guy, but teams right now, Paul, if you're the opposing defense and you walk in and you're game planning the Chiefs, you're the defensive coordinator. Right. Uh, what, what is priority one with nothing else being very close? Travis it's Kelsey. stopping Travis Kelsey. Right. Yeah, I just mean, take I mean, Kelsey away. I mean, anybody Make knows these that. receivers beat us. And right now, they don't look like they're capable of doing that. So that's the way we've really seen the last three teams defend the Chiefs is right. just lock down Kelsey, right. right? And they've got to adjust. Now, on, on that play where the drop pass was, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Uh, if you, if Which you one? Were, there were lots. Uh, well, the, the one touched the touchdown that could have won the game late in the game. That, that, Valdez Cantley. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, when, you look at, when you look at that particular catch, you – did you see how much coverage was around Travis Kelsey? They had they had him bracketed, and they had somebody over the top on him. Literally, three guys, you know, yeah. checking down Kelsey. And they've been, they've and, been defending him that, that means, way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But but on the drop pass, it makes it more important because you got man coverage everywhere else. Everywhere else, just by numbers, you're going to have man coverage. And in professional football, receivers get open. They know where they're going. Quarterback knows where they're going. They, it, it should be one of those deals. And, of course, he was open. He was open by what? Two yards? Three yards maybe? Two, two three yards? He was wide open. He was wide, <laughs> he was open. wide he, open. He was wide open. I, I mean, by NFL standards, oh. you don't ever get more open than that. Look, I, you know what's crazy, too? And if you want to know about the greatness of Mahomes, I, I've saw, I saw two things scrolling around. One, 21% of his incompletions this year have been drop passes. Right. 21%. Uh, and the other are those fourth down plays. The one you saw last night and the one you saw earlier this year that Sky Moore didn't make the play on. Right. We're talking fourth and 25. Oh, I know. And that ball's there on the yeah, money you make right that there. catch. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen for other quarterbacks. 
So if you want to, like, speak to the greatness of that player who was great again last night and just was totally let down by his guys. I mean, totally let down by his guys. That was it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll, we'll briefly hit KU Chaminade. It's really more about what KU has next, but we'll talk about that one just a little bit. Uh, and then we'll get to Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network at the top of the hour. Uh, glad to have you with us here. It's Jacob Albrock. It's Paul Savage. It is Sports Daily. That IHOP hotline open for about 20 more minutes, 869-1240, uh, before we get it to a guest line. We'll have more coming for you on Sports Daily right after this. find a line i think i saw one at 42 and a half so certainly not as big as they expected it to be look i i don't know how much we really care about that outcome as much paul but you know anything from last night that stood out to you um of course kj adams the emotional return his mother died after a long battle with cancel just you know heartbreaking for that young man it's been a long battle with her we've you know, it's been highlighted time and time again, but uh, he was back with the team. Uh, I think that was the big standout thing for me was just that emotional piece of it. But they they get you know they get the win over the Silver Swords, and now the tournament really begins for them with a late late game tonight against Marquette. That boy, uh, just cannot wait for that one. It should be a lot of fun. You know the one thing whenever you mention Charmin, I mean, I sit and think to myself here. Well, here's a potential upset coming. And it's been almost 40 years. In fact, it's been a little over 40 years since, you know, Shaman had, had uh, that 1982 victory over Virginia, uh, which was the number one team in America and beaten already, the, you know, two or three of the top five teams in America, led by Ralph Sampson. Does that name ring a bell for you? Because it does Goodness. for me. And, uh, you know, Chaminade, which at the time I remember, I've never heard of this school. I, I, did, I did not know there was a school by the name of Chaminade. And it's funny how that stays with you all this time later because – Every time I think to myself, oh, my gosh, KU's playing Chaminade, you better be ready to play and come play hard, you know. And obviously they're an NAIA school, and, and you know they're limited with, with money and who they can get. But uh, that, that's the one thing that, that I take from the, this particular game is I, I get the name Chaminade, and that win against Virginia has stuck with me for, you know, decades, really. But, no, no, the thing that, that, that I, I got, and I did not see any of this game. Basically, I'm just going off of highlights. I'll tell you what, Hunter Dickinson, I mean, he just, I mean, he, it's going to be hard for him not to win player of the year. How, <laughs> 31 and uh, uh, 31 and 11 last uh, night. I had them both on in my basement. I've got the, I, I have, it's my like greatest man achievement. I've got two TVs hung next to each other. You are a so dog I had, that you can't be bragging like that. My God. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. So I had the game on, I was watching both that and the chiefs game last night and it was fine. Like I thought, I was watching. I was like, man, they should be winning this game by more. Um, I, th- those are weird things, though. Like I don't know how to really evaluate that. But Dickinson was incredible. Um, it it, it is good. And, and look, Kevin McCuller had another triple double. Paul twenty two eleven and ten. Mm-hmm. And like I, those two guys may be competing with each other for Player of the Year by the time this is all said and done, especially the way McCuller defends. 
But you did see some of the other guys get more minutes than they normally would. El Marco Jackson, Johnny Furphy, and J- uh, Jamari McDowell all had significant minutes. Parker Brown played a little bit. He's not going to be a main piece, but they do need... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Him to be pretty good. And, and again... Timberlake's kind of getting played out a little bit here. Like, he's kind of getting pushed out a little bit by some of the other guys, El Marco and Johnny Furphy and Jamari McDowell. And and I think, I, I thought that after, oh gosh, what was it? Maybe the Kentucky game. I, I don't remember which game it was, but as I'm watching that, I'm just like, I don't think Timberlake's as good as some of the, even these freshmen. So we'll see what role he carves right. out. but. I think, look, we get Marquette tonight and a game that I think is is should be just incredible. Um, KU is an early four-and-a-half-point favorite there. Marquette got their win last night against uh, UCLA. UCLA lost a lot of players, so I don't really know what to make of the Bruins. That game was close, though. It was a two-point win for Marquette, 71-69. They've, had, they've, been, they've been tested like that a couple of times this year. Illinois, they went to Illinois and won by seven, though. So you look at it tonight, and it's a it's a four and a half point game. I kind of like KU there, Paul. Kind of like that four and a half. I do. I, I think I do too. And by the way, speaking of Timberlake, you know he he's got to get his his numbers up before he gets more. He only had eleven minutes against Chaminade last night, but you know he went zero for three, at one for five. Yeah, from he's got to come and in and three. hit three. He's got to start hitting some threes, or he's not going to see the floor a whole lot. Correct. Yeah, correct. Because that's going to be what he does for that's, this team. That's right. Like if nothing else, he needs to come in and that's hit threes. Correct. He just isn't. Right. He just hasn't done that at a good clip yet this year. Uh, and, and his minutes are getting cut. So we'll see how that plays itself out. All right, 869-1240. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. Perfect timing. Maybe? Ugh, maybe it's not. Dan Israel, join us right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.